What is going on, my coaches? It's your boy, B-Mark, coming at you with another episode of the Change Eyes Make One on the Channel Podcast. And we're here to drop. Well, I don't even know because Brian's like, Brian decided this podcast. He's like, has this cheesy little grin yesterday. He's like, I know what we're talking about on our podcast tomorrow, but I can't tell you. And I hate that. I hate when it's like, like, just don't say anything then. Just like, tell me two minutes before. I hate the wait. So. And then the podcast title is Choosing the Wrong Partner for Doing Life, which is hilarious. So today's podcast is going to be about life partners. And... I'm going to start the podcast by letting you guys know that I had the fucking best life partner ever. But, and I also want to have a conversation about how choosing the wrong partner could ruin your life. And I want to give you guys a little bit of a backstory and then we can kind of go, we're going to bounce back and forth because I, I know that you're going to have a lot to say about this mm-hmm. as well. Before I met Kirsten, I was dating somebody who like I thought we were in love and I thought it was like all good. And I honestly thought I was going to marry this person. Like that's kind of like the mentality that I had in my head. And I didn't see it at the time, but this person was very toxic for me and my goals. In the sense that like, none of my friends like this person. <laughs> so that, that's a big red flag. Mm-hmm. If none of your friends like the person, it's a big red flag. I noticed that I had to sacrifice a lot of my own work in order to make this person happy. I felt like my needs weren't being met in the relationship. And it was always like the other person's needs were put before my needs. And I was always put on the back burner. And I was almost like ashamed to bring up what I needed because I was, was made to feel less than. And when we broke up, I was literally in like the worst possible place. Like I just like was in this like place of like need. Like I'm like, I need this person in my life. I need this person around. I need to have like this, like I need to be around this person. And I was almost willing to do absolutely anything to just like get them like back. And I was in a really rough spot. And I feel like that phase of my life involved a lot of partying. Mm -hmm. It involved a lot of drinking. Mm -hmm. It involved a lot of like straight up drugs. I'm not going to lie. And I was just in a really rough place. And I feel like that is kind of where I don't want to say, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I feel like before we met, like, mm, yeah, I've had like a few partners, <laughs> I've had a few good ones. I'm just kidding. Uh, one thing I said today on my group call is like, I genuinely wish all my past partners like success. Like, I don't have any sort of like resentment or hatred towards them. But I said this morning, word for word, that if I would have stayed in my relationship that was like 14 years long, I would not be where I am today. I would be in the same place that I was 14 years ago. And I think like it becomes so easy to feel like safe and to feel like you're almost like a life obligation is to work on it. And like, I believe like that when you're married, like you should be putting in the reps, but I also think there's a point in time where you need to tap out. And I think there's so many people and I would bet my bottom dollar that there's people watching this right now that are in a place where like, it's time for you to tap out, but you're staying. And like quite literally, like if you're constantly complaining on a daily basis about your lack of success, the lack of support, I'm not doing well. Like one of the biggest things, especially like as a female, you guys, like the state of my relationship, a lot of the time is the state of my mind. I like value my relationship being in a good place so much that when it's not, it's really hard for me to power through. I can't imagine now being in a relationship where every single day there was fighting, arguing and disagreements and just like lack of like excitement and love. Mm. I honestly believe that if you're in a relationship where your partner doesn't inspire you and make you want to be better, then you're not in the right relationship. Like I believe that if you're in a relationship where you're not inspired to literally be the best version of yourself, Mm -hmm. then that's not the person for you. And I, every single relationship that I've been in, have like, I don't like, I'm not going to say it all of them, but especially the last one that I was in, like, I just wasn't inspired to be the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. And I, the reason I think this podcast is so important is like, 
I want everyone listening to this podcast to know that I would not be even one quarter of the man that I am today if I hadn't met Kirst. And that's the truth. It's like, I wouldn't be like one quarter of the man that I am today if I hadn't met Kirst. Because when I met Kirst, when I met you, Mm -hmm. I was partying. Mm -hmm. I was drinking. Mm -hmm. I was being a fucking idiot. Like Mm -hmm. I was just like, I was just taking my success for granted. Like, yeah, I was making money and I was Mm -hmm. doing good. But then all of the money that I would make, I would Mm -hmm. go out with my single friend and we would get blackout. And that was what we were doing. That's like literally, that was my life. And that's just like the truth. And when Kirsten and I started like seeing each other and I actually started being interested in her for more than just friendship. I'm like, I like love you. Mm -hmm. One of the things she said to me is she's like, that's like, I like you too, but I'm not going to date a guy that parties. Like I'm just not like, I already did that. It was horrible. I hated Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to do that again. And so I literally looked at it and I was like, okay, then I'm going to stop drinking for a hundred days. And that was the catalyst. That literally was it. I was like, okay, I'm like, Mm -hmm. like, that's what it's going to take for me to like be with this person. I was like, then I am going to elevate my life and I'm not going to drink for a hundred days. And that hundred day sprint that I didn't drink, not only did I not drink, but like, that's when I refound my passion for fitness. Cause when I was like, just to be fully transparent, when I was running my fitness coaching business, I was running it alongside my partner at the time. And when I split with my partner, I started to resent my fitness coaching business. And I Mm. also started to resent my fitness. Mm -hmm. Like anything that reminded me of this person, I was like, fuck this. Mm -hmm. And so I just like hated it. Like I just like, I was still going to the gym, but I wasn't actually like going to the gym. But when Kirsten basically told me she wasn't going to date a guy that parties, and then I was like, then I'm going to not drink for 100 days, that literally changed my life. And that set the tone for the start of our relationship. And that just like, I just wouldn't even be close to where I am today if it wasn't for you. Oh, you fucking bastard. I told you you were going to like it. I did. You're cute. He said something so sweet yesterday, and I like didn't, I've never really thought about it like this, but he said, Like I didn't love myself enough to quit partying in that time or else I would have already done it. Like he, it wasn't that you guys, like when I met Brian, like I like literally wouldn't have dated someone that didn't have goals. Like when I met Brian, Brian had goals, but his partying and his drinking was holding him back from getting there, getting to the goals on the timeline that he wanted to get to them. If ever you guys, like, I honestly don't think you can like party and get shit faced every single weekend and have some like serious, like business goals, unless you're like one of those fucking stunt guys that do the fucking drinking for fun right like for me what I found through personal experience is that like it really does hold me back and so it was really cool when you said that because I didn't I never thought of it that way right like that was a huge thing for me because in my past relationship he had partied and partied and partied and partied and I spent countless nights like with him like crying and shaking and then repeating the cycle over and over again and I just knew I was tapped out there I also have been in relationships where like it almost made me drink more it was triggering to make me drink more to eat out more it was like I would be doing decent on my own and then I would get into a relationship and I would progressively get worse and I think that we normalize that as society too it's like date nights where we go and we get like tons of fucking pizza and food and all these things and like the difference with the relationship with Brian is it never really like we never drank more we were always consistently wanting to progress not just like individually but as a team and together. And yesterday we were eating our like healthy meals and Brian looks at me and he's like, let's just be healthy forever. And I was like, absolutely. Like, I feel like over the the decision. Yeah. Like, I don't like, like, that's not what a partner should be. A partner should be supporting like your absolute best version of yourself. And that's where so many disconnects happen in relationships. And that's where like 
the wrong partner can ruin your life where you make this decision that you want to be better and you want to do better. You want to start taking full responsibility. You want to start drinking less. You want to start eating better. And your partner isn't ready to make that move. And you're constantly on a daily basis trying to be like, come up here. It's so much more fun up here. Like be here with me. And you're trying to pull this person back. And inherently they just like drag you down with them. And that's like, that's the issue. And I said this this morning, I was like, one of the reasons why Brian and I have been able to be together, stay together and continue to progress is like, you can be regressing, you can stay stagnant or you can progress. I can't think of a single time in our relationship where we were even stagnant. Mm -hmm. We are always progressing. We're always getting better and having a partner that's committed to being better has also helped me in turn be better. I think it's everything. Yeah. I honestly think like your partner can definitely be that rock that's holding you down. It can be the rock that's holding you down. And this is the thing though, right? So I think that this comes down to self-worth and I'm just going to have a real conversation with you. And I think that a lot of you, and this might be you, are in relationships with people that you know are holding you back, but you refuse to leave because on some level you feel like this is the best you're going to get. Yes, 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 yes. You feel like this is the best you're going to get and you're afraid of being alone. And so you would rather have somebody that you know, even though you know that they're not good for you than being alone. And like, I hear this, like this actually like really does, like it hurts. And because I know what it feels like to be lonely, like I get it. But it's Mm -hmm. also like me and Kirsten have had many conversations about, our own life goals and our own life purpose. And being in a partnership, I told myself this. I remember after my last relationship ended, I remember I literally said to myself and I told Cole this and I was I was like, I will literally never, ever, ever put a relationship in front of my purpose ever again, ever. Because the last relationship I was in, I was on purpose. I was like in momentum. I knew exactly what I wanted. I was like heading towards this goal and this target. And then this relationship came into my life. And it's almost like I started compromising what I wanted to do with my life and who Mm. I wanted to become and like the direction that I wanted to go to please this person. And so I made the decision that for the rest of my life, I will never, ever, ever allow a relationship to get in the way between me and my purpose. And so me and Kirsten have had like multiple conversations on both ends being like, this is exactly what I want to do. And this is so fucking important to me. And like, I need you to support that. And I need Mm -hmm. you to understand that on both levels. Because if I had a partner that was telling me like, you're working too much and like, you never take time off and like, why can't you have fun? And like, why don't you go out and drink with me? And like, why don't we go out more? Like, I just could not be with that person. Mm -mm. I couldn't. And I'm sure you're the same. Like if I was going out every weekend, having drinks with the boys and Mm -hmm. being like, why aren't you coming out with me? Like, why won't you have drinks with the boys? It's like, that's not the type of person that I fucking want to be with. And dude, and I think that like, once you start, like, I think, oh, this this is so good. This is so good, you guys. And I'm going to try and take what's in my mind and say it in a way that makes like a lot of sense. You can only like see the possibilities of the uh, possibilities you're allowing yourself to see on a daily basis. So a lot of you guys are staying stuck because you haven't shown yourself that you're better than the relationship you're in. Mm. You're just staying, you're not working on yourself and you're blaming your lack of action on this partner. And so of course you don't feel worthy of anything else because you're not showing yourself on a daily basis, what you're worth. Does that make sense? And so I said today, like if Brian started partying every single weekend, like that's not attractive to me. Like, I don't want to say that it would be easy to leave because I would be extremely disappointed, but I know like same goes for him that if he started regressing and partying every single weekend and he started really enjoying going out to the bars and like sleeping in, like we're no longer on the same page and we would have to like go our separate ways. But so many people 
are on two completely separate fuck pages, you guys. You're in two fucking completely separate books and you're trying to get back on the same page and it's just not happening. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, and like, I get like, I've been in relationships like 14 years where I was like, there was nothing, you guys. There was nothing, no counseling, no therapy. There was nothing because we just weren't aligned. We did not want the same things. And that person would have continued to hold me back for the rest of my life, if I didn't realize like I was made for more, not in the sense that this person was made for less, but like in order for me to get to that more that I know I deserved, it was no longer this person season with me and I had to leave. And sometimes like you need to be the person with the fucking balls, even if you're the female and you need to leave because there are some people that will never tap into that level of awareness is like, this person isn't good for me. And so that's when you see people that are 70, 80, sleeping in separate bedrooms, don't love each other because neither one of them grew the balls to just leave and find a partner that actually served them. I agree. And I also think that this does come back to like, so I have a few things to say on this. So number one is if you have a partner that's holding you back from success and you're not working on your goals because of your partner and you're blaming them, take a look in the fucking mirror because that's actually you right? Like you're the one that's choosing to not to take the actions. And like, mm -hmm, if you, and this mm -hmm. is the thing. So like, let's say you're like, Brian, that's not true. Because every time I go to work in my business, my partner literally yells and screams at me, or they like get so angry at me. Mm -hmm. It's still you because you're still in the relationship, even though you know that this person is holding you back from success. And so like, I think that this is my definition of a healthy relationship. And I'm not an expert by any means, but mm -hmm. this is what I have like up to this point. And mm -hmm. me and Kirsten are in a very committed and healthy and happy relationship. So this is my definition, like a happy, healthy relationship. I'm going to make the commitment to work on myself for the rest of my life. You're going to make the commitment to work on yourself for the rest of your life. And then we as a couple, as a high level couple are going to commit to working on the relationship together. That to me is my definition of like a healthy, honest relationship. Mm -hmm. And I, that is what Kirsten and I have. And if one of us breaks that agreement mm -hmm. and one of us starts going, like if I start going out, doing drugs, mm -hmm. drinking, et cetera, mm -hmm. or Kirsten starts going on fucking boats with random guys and like taking shirtless photos or whatever the fuck, I don't know. I just, oh like, don't my God, like I just got anxiety. I know, no, but that's what I'm saying you. is like, if one of us breaks that agreement, mm -hmm. like I respect myself too much to spend the rest of my life with somebody that doesn't serve my purpose. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm mm -hmm. so committed to like the person that I want to be in the place that I want to go that I'm not willing to allow anyone to get in the way of that. And I think that it's like, it starts with like a high level of self-respect and self-worth. Like I love myself too much to be with a partner that doesn't see my potential and see my goals and support my dreams. Mm -hmm. And it's also like, and that doesn't mean I'm not going to work with Kirsten through like any adversities that she has yeah, and vice versa. Yes, yes. It's like, it's not like we're like, oh, like you had a couple of drinks, peace the fuck out. Like, no, see you later. It's like, no. we're working on it together, but we're also committed to working on it together and we're committed to working on ourselves. and if one of us makes a mistake it's like we're self-responsible enough to be like i fucked up here yes and i'm so yes. fucking sorry yes and i realize my mistake and i'm willing to get better and i'm not going to gaslight you i'm going to look at myself in the mirror and realize that i'm the person that needs to fix this right just wanted to take a quick minute to say i want to change your life if you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. It's the awareness about the problem. So if you're talking to somebody, a partner specifically, because that's what we're talking about, 
if you're talking to your partner and you say like you going out and drinking until like 5 a.m. and not messaging me was like not okay and your partner goes, you're fucking controlling your this and this. There's nowhere to go there. There's mm -hmm. nowhere to go there because they're not even taking ownership for the part they played. And so with every problem that Brian and I have encountered, there's been a certain level of self-responsibility. I can own what I did here. And then in that way, we can move forward together and like start working on it. But if we don't actually take ownership for the part we played, then we don't. You guys, I will literally support Brian in anything that he does. And I think as a female, like if you can't support your partner throughout their like crazy fucking goals, that's a problem. Like I think like a huge thing that like males need that they don't get from their partners is just like support and belief. There was uh, one of our friends recently ended up leaving his relationship because his partner straight up said to him, like, I don't fucking believe in you. Imagine hearing that. Like imagine hearing that from your life partner. I don't believe in you. Like, go, like, why don't you go back to work at XYZ thing? I don't believe that you're going to be successful. That like disgusts me. That like makes me so angry. I want to fucking hit something. I don't believe in you. It's like, as a partner, like if you have that and like, that's like the most extreme version, like that's probably the worst thing that you can say to somebody, in my opinion, that's going after their goals is I don't believe in you, but like lower level versions of that. It's like, why are you doing that? Mm. Why are you working so much? Like, why don't you spend more time with us? Why don't you do this? And like, don't get me wrong, like speak your needs, but also understand that like, if your partner has something that they want to go after and they have a goal that they want to chase, the absolute worst thing that you could do is try to hold them back in that goal. Because even if they stop going after the goal because they want to please you, they're going to end up resenting you because they know that you're the person that held them back from success. I also think that it's super important to understand that like, as a life partner for somebody else, me and Christian were talking about this. It's funny that two human beings just like meet and then they I decide. Know, I, say I say this all the yeah, time. They just decide that they're going to be like life partners. Let's share a bed and a blanket and yeah. let's no longer do life by ourselves. Let's just do life together. But like as a life partner, by the way, guys, the thing that you want the most from your life partner is the thing that you need to give the most. And so one of the things I want to hold up a mirror to you on this podcast is like, if you want more support from your partner, then give more support to your partner. And give more love to your partner and encourage your partner to go after their goals and their, their dreams and their ambitions more. Because like, that's what you give is what you're mm -hmm. going to get. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have so much to say. Like, absolutely. So I think like belief is everything. And like, I will say too, like Brian, everything I do, Brian, like I remember one day I was like, oh, I don't know what if I don't get on. And Brian's like, you're Kirsten Mark. You literally can do anything. You get anything that you want. Like you're going to get on the show. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, remember that? Mm -hmm. And like, so he believes in me. Like sometimes more than I believe in myself. Now I'm now like, I feel like that was like one of the things that drew me to Brian was like how much he believed in me at first as my coach. And now it's like my partner. Now I believe in my myself, but I just think belief is so important. And the other thing that I want to say is one of my relationships, there was a constant letdown and constant promises being broken to the point where I did not believe in this person. And unfortunately I was younger. This is like over a decade ago, ago, you guys. I had this fear of being alone because all I knew was a relationship. And so instead of leaving the relationship in a way that was respectful, I'm like, I like lost belief in this person. Like everything they said that they were going to do, it honestly made me like laugh. I was like, okay, fucking like, I don't trust you anymore because you've told me for the last 10 years that this is what you're going to do. And look, we're still fucking here. But instead of like actually bringing awareness to that, which I don't even know if I was in a place where I was able to, like, I don't know that I actually had that level of knowledge and tools to tap into. I hadn't like, I hadn't gotten there yet, but I ended up just being like unfaithful and 
that just threw gasoline on a fire that was already fucking flaming. And now looking back, it's like the root of the problem is that there was so many broken promises. And like, I was at a place where I was ready to leave. But instead of just like honoring that, I started to self-sabotage and like self-sabotage. I said this on a little reel I did is the act of saying you're going to do something and then proceeding not to do it. For me, it was the act of saying I was going to leave this person and then letting fear take over and then staying and self-sabotaging to try and have the relationship end. And like, as much as I learned through that process, I don't wish that on anybody because Mm. like some of the choices I made in that relationship are also some of like the deepest, like darkest times that I've had to work through with Mm. my therapist. Right. Like, and that's like, like, it doesn't have to be that way. So if you start to feel a lack of belief in your partner, obviously there's conversations to be had, but to me, it's like, anything you do, I support, I'm doing a show. I'm all in. How can I help you like win? Like I'm on the same team. Like I'm doing this. Can you come with me? I will drop everything. You guys. Yes. I'll be there. Like anything that Brian's doing and that he's passionate about, like I will be there supporting him front row being that like crazy fucking wife being like, that's my fucking partner. And I'm so proud of him. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's like, if you can't do that and you don't feel that level of like support and love for your partner, like that's not right now your person and there either needs to be a really like intense conversation. Yeah. I also think that another thing I just want to touch on so that I love that the whole support and the making sure that you're always there for that person and believing in that person. And I think that one of the things that really makes this partnership work and the reason that I think that we are, we continue to grow as a couple is that we've talked about this. One of the things you said is you're like, you know, if you know that your partner is consistently letting you down and you keep staying, it's like, you're like, you need to leave instead of self-sabotaging, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Kirsten and I have had many conversations where it's like, so on, I've been open about this as well. On mine and Kirsten's honeymoon, I ended up finding and doing cocaine. And I told Kirsten about this. And after I told Kirsten about this, she literally said like, I love you so much, but if you do this again, like I will leave you. Mm-hmm. And that conversation has been more than enough for me to steer clear of any environments or any situations or even getting to a level like I don't even have more than two drinks ever. It's mm-hmm. just, it never happens mm-hmm. because I understand what happens when I get to that level. And I like, I respect my relationship way too much to even get close to that level. Mm-hmm. And so like having the right partner is also having a partner that's like willing to draw boundaries. And also as a partner being willing to draw boundaries and Kirsten and I've had conversations about stuff as well. where like, both of us have said like, if this happens again, I will leave. And then mm-hmm. that causes the other person to have a radical behavior shift, which allows the relationship to continue to grow. Like that to me is the right partner. Mm-hmm. The right partner like respects themselves mm-hmm. enough where they're willing mm-hmm. to draw a healthy boundary. Mm-hmm. And that healthy mm-hmm. boundary isn't actually a cage. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's a framework for you to step into a higher level of yourself so that you mm-hmm. can be better for not only the partner, but everyone else around you. You know, people might be like, oh, that's like, like the mentality behind most men is like, I'm not going to just bend to my partner's wishes because she says mm-hmm. that she doesn't want that. It's like, like, that's like, why would I do that? That's like a weak man. Like, no, that, that to me represents strength is like, it represents strength for me to understand that like, this is what my partner needs. And this is the man that I need to be, to be with this partner and the right partner will encourage you and mm-hmm. want and like mm-hmm. ask you to mm-hmm. step into a high level of yourself. Like you're yes. fucking better than this. Yes. Like you're better than this. You deserve better than this. Like you are better than this and you're acting lower level. So if you act lower level again, I don't want that version of you. I want the best version of you. Yeah. Oh, you guys, a relationship like isn't a marriage. Mm. A relationship isn't a house. 
A relationship isn't a child. A relationship isn't any of those things. What Brian just said is so important. Like a relationship is like changing in order to be able to like meet your partner's needs. And while also understanding, are those changes actually benefiting me? Any single change that I have required Brian Mark to make has also been in his best interest. I'm not saying change your business. I don't like that you work with a ton of really good looking, hot female fitness trainers. He does, you guys. They're fucking bombshells, right? Like that is like a very selfish need and it's not a request that I would ever make, right? The needs that I have, Brian has always been willing to step into and they've always also helped him in turn. So like a relationship can mean, I don't even like the word compromise, but it's like stepping into that best version of yourself, whatever that looks like. And anything that I've ever, like the boundary that I drew, like one, like if you do drugs here and there and like you're good with that, that's totally cool. It's a slippery slope when it comes to Brian. And I see what it does to him. He beats himself up more than I would for that night in Mm. Turks and Caicos, right? And so it's like, like this is not the level of Brian Mark that like I will accept. Mm -hmm. And like, then that becomes the new, like you're Mm. like, that's not the level of Brian Mark I will accept. Mm. Like I want what's best for Brian. I want Brian's business to explode. I want Brian's social medias to explode. I want Brian to just like, outside of all those like external things, I just want Brian to like wake up incredibly fucking happy every single day. But some of us have these like ill intentions for our partner. We don't actually want to see them do well. A lot of that can, we can break this down. This could go forever, but a lot of that could come down for your own insecurities. You don't possibly, it's hard for you to want to see someone else do well when you're not doing well. So I think like, we're so committed to just like being better. Mm -hmm. The next thing I want to say too, and I heard this from Jordan Peterson this morning and I actually sent it to you is in order to have like a healthy relationship. He said, you need to have at least 90 minutes a week talking about your life and where you're going. Mm. And I think unin, like unintentionally, Brian and I do that. Mm. We talk about our trips. We talk about where we're going. We talk about our business. We talk about the next steps. So without even intentionally setting aside that time, we're constantly talking about our vision and how our visions align and where mm. we're going. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the next thing he said is one date is like required, which we do every single yep. week. We don't miss every single Friday. We go on a date night and yep. two is preferred. And I would argue to say that we like have I mean, Brian and I spend a lot of time together. Yeah. Like we spend a lot of time and present time. And mm-hmm. that's been like progressively gotten better over the course of our relationship because there's been times where we've been facing phones. phones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Choosing the wrong partner could ruin your life and choosing the right one could skyrocket your growth and yes. skyrocket your success. Mm-hmm. And I think to end this podcast, I want to say that if you're hanging on, it's like if you are trying to sprint, but you have an, like a ball and chain attached to your ankles and every single time you take a step, you feel this like, heavy weight being pulled with you like you're just literally holding your, yourself back from success mm-hmm. when the right mm-hmm. partner mm-hmm. isn't gonna like let you run with a ball and chain the right partner is gonna like unchain the ball and chain and then they're gonna be like get in the car and like let's go for a drive like we're gonna get there way faster so like oh yes the right partner will accelerate your growth the right partner mm-hmm. will want to see you win the right partner will cheer you the fuck on when you like when I have to work 14 hour days, I just go tell Curse, I'm like, yo, babe, mm-hmm. like, I'm doing mm-hmm. a big launch right now. Like, I'm launching the 10K Mastermind mm-hmm. and I'm going to be working 14 hour days for like the next week. So, I just need your support. Yeah. On Friday, I'll turn my phone off for date night. I fucking love you. Like, I just need you. Can like, I support him? And she's like, done. Sounds good. When she's doing her event, she had a big event launch. She's like, I'm just letting you know, I'm launching my event. I'm going to be super fucking busy. I need you to support that. And it'll be, I'll probably be head in my face on my phone for like 12 to 15 hours a day. And I need to just still love me. And I'm like, cool. 
like the right partner will do that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the wrong partner will be mm-hmm. like, you never mm-hmm. spend time with me. All yeah. you do is on your phone. All you care about mm-hmm. is your client. All mm-hmm. you want. <laughs> so if you have somebody like that in your life, have a hard conversation with them and mm-hmm. let them know, like, mm-hmm. this is my passion. This is my goal. This is my dream. And I need you to support that mm-hmm. and communicate that. And if they're not willing to meet those needs, like you need to respect yourself enough to realize that this relationship might be holding you back. Oh, so good. And I want to leave you guys with an analogy that I thought of. Okay. So it'd be like, running a marathon and your partner can either be the person in the crowd that is literally cheering you on babe you fucking got this like you're gonna fucking like that's what i am when i see brian on stage you guys i'm not i'm fucking crazy when i see brian on stage like i sounds like a demon is leaving my body because i'm like okay so your partner can be that person or your partner can be the ball and chain on your foot which is going to hold you back and in turn you're going to lose the marathon you're not going to make it to the finish line. And so your partner needs to be that person that is supporting you and helping you get to where you want to be. We only have X amount of time on this world. If your partner is not helping you step into the best version of you, they are that ball and chain and they are holding you back. Where do they find you, babe? You guys can find me on Instagram, the real Kirsten Mark, pretty much Kirsten Mark across all platforms. And I would love to have you guys there. Also rate the podcast because that really helps us as well. Peace. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Hopefully you got some value. If you did and you want to learn more about how me and my team can help you scale your online fitness business to $10,000 a month, DM me 10K on Instagram at TheRealBrianMark for more information and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help you grow an online coaching business.